Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Haven Podcast. I'm your host Paris and I want to thank you all so much for being here today and deciding to join us on your podcast listening session. For those of you who are new to the podcast, welcome. For those of you returning, thank you so much for coming back. Like I said, this is episode four and I'm excited to share a really juicy episode with you guys all about your money mindset and how to reframe your money programming but before I do that make sure you are following us on social media at the Haven podcast and myself at Paris Henriksen Uh, and it's the same across all social platforms so make sure you go and hit the follow button Um, That way you'll be able to stay up to date with everything that is happening in regards to the Haven podcast. And if there is any guests that you would like us to interview, please make sure that you send us a direct message on Instagram, preferably, and tag the person in it so we know who to reach out to and who to potentially invite uh, for future episodes. So today's guest is an incredible, incredible, incredible human. She is a money mindset and business coach. She has learned how to reframe her money mindset, how to create a thriving six-figure business, and how to teach others how to do the same thing. She is also a wife and a mother, a beautiful friend, and a really, really, really awesome spiritual soul sister. So with that being said... I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to get into today's episode with the one and only Yolanda Boyarin. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Haven podcast. We have today's beautiful guest Yolanda here. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Amazing. So let's let's start by telling the listeners who you are and, and, and why you're here. Yeah, so I am a spiritual business coach. So my brand is called Manifest Mad Money. And what I do is I merge the practical strategy that you need in a business with your marketing, your your sales. I merge that with woo and human design, I guess. And I kind of bring the spiritual plus the practical together in a way that feels good and basically allows people to make more money in their life than they've ever made before. Amazing, amazing. So what is the story? How did you get to, you know, becoming this and and teaching people this? Yeah, I love this question, but it's a long one for me, so I'm going to try and shorten it. No, we have time. You're good. (laughs) (laughs) So I've always been a very spiritual person. I actually learned about the law of attraction and manifestation from my uncle who manifested a $42 million lottery win. And so I utilized things that I learned from him along with diving deep into my own studies of how the brain processes information and just the power that we as humans have and um, started really manifesting some amazing things. I was a teen mom at the age of 17. My husband and I, boyfriend at the time, we were surviving off of ramen noodles and because they were 10 cents a pack. And I just knew I was like, there has to be something better. And so I started applying these principles that I learned from my uncle 
And I started manifesting things left and right. And when I say manifesting, I think a lot of people think it's like this magical thing, but really in reality, all it is is about creating the energy that you want to receive. So I began, uh, I found my dream career making multiple six figures a year. I saved multiple six figures in my savings account bought my Range Rover, which was my dream car cash, was taking my family on luxury vacations. You know, it was amazing. And then my son attempted suicide the first time. And that's when things really changed for me. I was in real estate. I was working a lot of hours and I was really trading time with my family for making money. I was in major hustle mode. So although I was manifesting, I was manic manifesting. And so as this journey unfolded with my son being diagnosed with bipolar and having multiple attempts and being in hospitals, you know, looking for the proper care for him, um, I started spiraling downward and I started losing the mindset that I had once had about myself and what I was creating. And I wound up manifesting all of my money away, not all of it, but a lot of it. And it was like, I was just so focused on the lack and the bills. And, you know, I couldn't emotionally keep up with being a real estate agent. So I quit. And as I was going through this, I didn't get the support that I felt that I needed from family and friends at the time. Nobody really understood what I was going through. And I just remember thinking to myself, I never want anyone to be this alone again. I never want anyone to feel alone. And that's when I had the idea of a coaching business. But I knew, you know, at that time I couldn't take it on. So I waited until things kind of mellowed out, got to a peaceful place. And that's how I got here. Amazing. Amazing. So I think for... For some people that don't even know what manifestation is, how would you explain that to them? Manifestation is making something real in your 3D. So in science class, as a child, you learned that everything was energy. Everything's atoms, molecules, everything is energy. And your thoughts are energy. And I often use a particular exercise with um, potential clients and clients to let them see how their mind is moving things in our current 3D reality. And so it is just truly embodying a feeling and creating the energy around what it is that you want. So for instance, um, when a woman is pregnant, the heart of the fetus doesn't actually show up till week 10. And when scientists and doctors look at a sonogram, Uh, Prior to week 10, they can see a beat, a flutter in the fluid that is beating to the rhythm of the heartbeat. And the reason being is because they said that just the mere fact of knowing that the heart is going to be there week 10, it's going to develop that energy is essentially in what we call the quantum field already present and being created in our reality. Mm, amazing amazing that is um that is interesting so but i guess the difference between like manic manifestation and actual manifestation what would you say the difference is because i've seen both sides of it um but for people that that aren't aware what would you say in regards to that 
Yeah. So when I was in real estate, I was in manic manifestation due to the fact that I believed in myself and I believed that I could create success and wealth. And I was, but I was doing it from an effort of more action, more action, more action. I need to do more. I need to do more versus the belief that it could come to me with ease without always having to be in action. And so the difference between manic manifestation and manifestation that feels good is the feeling manic is like it it doesn't necessarily feel the easiest and when you are just creating from a place of flow and ease and trust that's a different form of manifestation completely and isn't that kind of what we all want like why would we want to hustle exactly i feel like that's a question that you know especially in my industry in entertainment everyone is always i feel like in hustle 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 mode Um, And that's something I personally tried to get out of in the last couple of years, um, and especially making that transition from wellness back into film. And I think that, you know, it's not something that's super familiar. So it's really nice to kind of hear that polarizing um, terminology, because I think that, yeah, everybody needs to move out of the manic manifestation space, um, because ultimately, I don't feel like it serves at all. You don't feel like it's what? I don't feel like it serves. Like I don't feel like Yeah. Definitely. I agree. And you know, your brain is providing you proof and evidence of what you believe to be true. So if you believe at the time when I was in real estate, I believed that I needed to work hard and hustle and work myself to the bone and work multiple hours to make great money. Mm -hmm. That's what I got. And right now with this coaching business, I feel like, money comes easy. There's always more clients. I don't have to work on the weekends. I don't have to work past five o'clock. It's a schedule that I like. And therefore my brain is finding evidence of that as well. Amazing. Amazing. So what is a, what does a typical day look like for you in your business? Um, usually lots of client calls. So I wake up, I, um, I'm huge on human design. And so in my human design, I have a lot of energy to expel. So I wake up, I go to the gym. I love to lift weights, run on the treadmill, um, get some of that energy out. I come home and I do some mindset work. I meditate for at least 10 minutes and do some mindset work to set myself straight for the day. And then I hop on client calls and maybe a little content creation, recording a podcast. But for the majority of the day, it's serving my community. And then the second that my husband gets home around five o'clock, we're just enjoying our night. We're going out to dinner or binging Netflix, whatever it is. Amazing. Amazing. So for someone who doesn't know what human design is, what is it? So human design is a mixture of the astrology of when you were born, the chakra centers and I Ching and Kabbalah. And it is basically, it's, it's a map to your own energy, to your personality type, to how your body naturally shows up to things, to how your mind naturally shows up to things. And it really tells us where we're operating out of conditioning and where we're actually meant to shine in certain things. So in society, we all kind of form into the thought of what success takes kind of the conversation that you and I had about the hustle mode. And Mm -hmm. this 
takes that away and tells you, no, this is how you are supposed to operate. And then everything will begin falling into place. Mm, amazing. Amazing. That is, yeah, that's so cool. I, I love human design. I think it's awesome. Um, I think it's great. What are you most grateful for in this moment? In this moment, I would have to say the health of my family going through that tough time with my son. You know, it's like when we're in tough times, it's very hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And so right now I think I'm very, I'm very grateful for all of the blessings that have come out of that. Hmm. I love that. I love that. Um, how important do you feel like rituals and meditation are to someone's day? You know, what I always tell people is rituals are essentially a placebo effect, right? It's like you're doing this thing because you believe that it's going to bring you whatever it is that you're doing the ritual for. And if it works, it works. Like I love rituals just because I think they're fun. I also think they raise my vibration, which when we're dealing with energy, vibration is everything. Um, so it kind of sets the tone for me for the day. Now, what I have my clients do is I have them kind of take note of incorporating a 10 minute meditation or ritual or whatever in the morning. And then when they don't do that, how they feel, and there's going to be a difference. Like right now, if someone doesn't have a, um, you know, a, a format that they follow in the morning to kind of center themselves and ground themselves, they're not going to notice that big of a difference. But when they start implementing it and then trying to take it away, it's going to be night and day for them. They're going to be like, wow. So what are some rituals um, that have really helped you over the years aside from maybe meditation? So I love a full moon ritual. Full moons are all about releasing, cutting cords to things that no longer serve us. And I feel like so many of us are always out of obligation and guilt. Like we try to keep things or people or situations around yeah. because we feel guilty of like, oh, well, I've been friends with that person for so long. Like, that's not fair. And the reality is we tend to outgrow people, situations. We outgrow our old selves. So I love a full moon ritual about releasing anything that is no longer serving me, anything that is no longer aligned with my highest good and where I'm actually headed. Hmm. I love that. I love that. There is so much power in even a new moon um, ceremony, but I think that definitely in the full moon, you feel, I feel like you feel the effects a lot more in a full moon. Um, yeah. Well, losing everything out more so. Right. Exactly. So new moons are about, creating new energy, calling in your manifestations. And that's great. But if we haven't cleared out the closet, then, and we're trying to stuff more stuff into it, it doesn't really work, you know, as great as we thought. So yeah, I love the full moon clearing. They're so good. They're so good. Um, we have a new moon coming up in two days, right? I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Awesome. The cancer full uh, new moon. Yay. I know. Um, Ah, I'm excited. I, I just love like astrology and moons and that whole thing. I feel like it's like this other world that we get to tap into. It's kind of fun. Yeah, it's fascinating that so many people, like I meet so many people that they're like, I don't believe in astrology. And I'm like, you don't believe in the planets. You don't believe in, 
you know, I mean, the moon affects the tide of the ocean and we're 70% water. So how would it not affect us? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hmm. What do you think the key ingredient is to living a meaningful life? I know it's a heavy loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) I think the key is letting go of the need to people please and doing what serves you from excitement versus fear. We have so many people. I mean, it's how we're, it's how we're conditioned. It's how we're programmed. So many people are making decisions in their life based out of fear. You're staying with the job because you have fear. What if I don't find another one? What if this is the only time I'm going to make this amount of money or you don't do the thing that you know your heart is pulling you to because you're scared it won't work out. But the reality is the things that are pulling you, the nudges, the desires, those are the things that are guiding you to what is actually meant for you. And when we trade our happiness and fulfillment and satisfaction for this safety, what we're doing is settling and we're basically letting life lead us versus us leading the life that we want. Yeah. And it's hard for us to break that pattern, but there usually comes a moment in life where you have to look back. And I feel like I'm getting really deep here, but um, you know, the, the situation that happened with my son happened around my Saturn return, which is when everything is supposed Mm -hmm. to change in our lives. And again, it was a really tough moment, but it really made me realize what was the most important to me versus sacrificing time with my family to continue hustling. And so that's where I was like, okay, I'd rather make less money, which now I make, you know, I make about the same, but I'd rather make less money than sacrifice time with my family. Mm. Yeah. Powerful. Very powerful. Mm. I love that. Do you have a favorite place that you like to travel to or a favorite place that you go that just makes you feel really grounded? San Francisco, surprisingly. (laughs) Interesting. How how so? Um, There is a side of town. Um, Mm. When you're in San Francisco, it's to the left side. I forget what the area is called but it's kind of near um the restaurant that shut down cliff's house Mm. and just the ocean seeing the bridge feeling the breeze like it just really grounds me and then you can see the mountains on the opposite side of the bay like it it's just the place that i love the most Mm. that's so beautiful san francisco is amazing so pretty yeah How important is it to you to give back and make an impact? That's been a huge thing for me, especially recently. Like previously I felt like energy and time I was I was not as available as I wanted to be and now that I have more energy, more time, funds, I love giving back to the communities and things that are near and dear to my heart. Um, I am 
of Mexican descent. And so one of my missions in my business, which reflects in my clientele, of course, is that I want to raise the amount of Hispanic owned businesses in the US. And I believe it's only 5.6% of businesses in the US are Hispanic owned. And um, I don't know the ratio for women owned businesses, but it's much, much lower than that. So that's a huge mission for me within my business. And that's where I really try to give back, focus, and serve my community. I love that. That's so great. It's always so nice to hear everybody's different answers. You know, some people, like, I love your answer. And then, you know, last week we had um, a friend of mine say that she, you know, loves going on travel in fact trips and, you know, doing different things like that. So it's always really nice to see everybody's sort of, you know, vision um, and what they're looking to do. So that is amazing. Um, do you have a favorite quote that you live by? Um, you know, if you would have asked me this a few years ago, um, it was, I don't remember the full quote, but it was those who dare to believe basically is like, those are the ones creating the impact in the world and things like that. But now I, I think it's just all about having fun and, and enjoying the journey and, allowing myself to experience adventure versus feeling like I have to follow rules in, in life. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. I feel like so many people um, kind of get bound to like a quote or they get bound to a saying. Um, and then when they steer away from that, they're kind of like, wait, everything feels out of place. And it's like, well, you know, and I was even talking to someone the other day and they were actually had a really interesting perspective in saying that a quote is actually, it's someone else's words. It's not your own. Yeah. So true. So I was like, oh my gosh, that's so true. Like we're trying to like force ourselves or, you know, maybe we do believe it, but force ourselves to believe what this quote is. But in actual fact, it's not even coming from our consciousness. It's not coming from our soul. Um, yeah, that's so, so true. Yeah. I've never even thought of that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was like mind blowing. I was just like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> I haven't even thought about that. I'm like, damn, that is that was the epiphany of the day. That was amazing. Um, so I guess in saying that, is there a piece of material like a book or a film that has inspired the way that you create today or continue to create? Yeah, the book by Dr. Wayne Dyer, The Power of Intention, really changed my life. Um, and I read it during that very difficult time of, you know, when I was going through things with my son. It just yeah. really made me see things from a completely different perspective than I had been. And the book, not that we need permission, but it's almost like, again, we... We tend to operate off of these things that we think we should do, the things that we think we have to have, the things, you know, based on the examples that are around us. And this book provides, it's almost like a personal permission to just do what you want. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so important too. Yeah. Just have, like, just do what you want. Even, I guess, linking back to the quote comment that we were just talking about. Um, I think that's so powerful. And, I mean, his books are absolutely amazing. They're incredible. Yeah. 
yeah. are like, I think I've read, you know, however many there is, I think I've read them all. They're just there too. <laughs> I keep needing uh, to read the rest of them, but I haven't. They're good. Got to get on it, girl. You got to get on it. <laughs> um, how important is it to you to build a business with heart? And I know we talked a little bit about this before, but yeah, how important is it to you? I think that's the biggest, um, that's the thing at the top of my list is because everything that I do, I want it to be an integrity. Everything that I do, I want it to feel good and I want it to serve others. So it's more about how can, I feel like businesses thrive when you're worried about bringing value to your community versus how is this going to serve me? I actually tell all of my clients because I'm a business coach, I always say, if you're doing something for the money, you're going to have a hell of a time making money. It's not to say that you can't, but it's not going to flow in the way that you want versus if you do something from your heart because you enjoy it, because you want to do it, because you want to serve, you're going to find abundance a lot easier. Mm, that is so true that is so true I think we're so programmed to just you know want this and want that that we forget that yeah when you I guess when you push or when you strive for something um it could actually in fact be sort of the opposite that's so interesting um do you have any tips for like say new entrepreneurs or anyone sort of starting out or looking to create a heart-centered business for themselves Yeah. So if you don't know about your human design, head to mybodygraph.com and check in with that. And when you are looking at your chart, the most important thing is going to be the authority. The authority is going to lead you into how you're meant to operate, how you're meant to make decisions, how you're meant to move forward and follow that because that is your true north. That is your north star. That is the guiding light. Stop looking at all of the rules, all of the things that you have to do. And instead, go with what lights you up, what excites you. And just deeply, deeply believe in that. Mm. That is, that's powerful. That is, that's really powerful. (laughs) I love that. I love that. So I guess the because so many people get into this whole thing of like the difference between a business that makes money and a business that makes money and makes an impact. Um, and it kind of, I guess, goes back to a little bit of what we were saying before, but how would you sort of define the two? Because of course there is, yeah, just businesses out there that just make money for the sake of making money. Um, but then there's businesses out there like yours and mine that actually, you know, make an impact as well. Yeah, I think, um, I guess the easiest example to say is, let's say there's a hot thing on the market, right? Like right now coaching is, is a, is a big thing, but let's say you're not doing the coaching because you want to, because you want to make a difference in the world, because you want to serve others, because you want to make an impact. You're doing it because you think it's the quick way to make a lot of money. Well, you might make money, but there, with the lack of interest for the impact, with the lack of heart, with the lack of compassion for others, it's going to be a completely different experience for your clients, but also for yourself. 
So anytime that we truly step into something that has a bigger mission, like I always ask my clients, like, what is your deep rooted why? Not the, I'm doing this because I want to be able to buy my husband this and take my family on a vacation and do this and this and that. Well, that's not really lighting you up. That's not going to keep you committed to the process and the building of the business when times get tough. But your deep rooted why of, I want to help people, you know, create the life that they want, or I want to support someone during a rough time, whatever that mission is, when things get tough for you, when things don't feel like they're going the easiest, that's going to keep you committed to that. And that's, I feel like the biggest difference. Mm. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Um, so I guess in saying that, what you and you've talked a little bit about it, what is your overall why? What is your overall mission? My overall mission is to help people see that they that there's more options out there. Whether that be, you know, that maybe that I attract a lot of people that have a very similar story with, you know, with my son's story. And they, they feel alone and they feel lost. And that's a big thing for me, but also communities that where it's not instilled that you can do anything, you can achieve anything, you can have anything. I want to help them expand their mindset to see what is actually possible for them. I knew that when I became pregnant at the age of 16 and gave birth at 17, I knew that statistics did not look good for someone in my position, but I refused to be a statistic. And that's what I want for other people is I want them to refuse to succumb to what society has told them is available to them. Beautiful. Okay, so we're going to kind of shift gears a little bit now. Um, do you believe in the term leaving a legacy? I mean, I think people do leave a legacy, but I don't think it's like huge on my charts. Yeah, I feel like that word carries a lot of weight. Like, I yeah. think society has, you know, been like, what legacy do you want to leave? What this do you? Th- you know what that and I think that again like you just said you're going to leave a mark regardless whether you you know whether it's a mark in your family's heart or a mark in the whole world's heart depending on if you know how known you are or, or what capacity um yeah I think that's cool I think that's powerful yeah I don't and I think if we focus on leaving a legacy it takes us out of the present moment it takes us out of what we're here to do right now because we're that's living in the future Yes, yes. That is, I feel like that's something that so many people forget about is the present moment. They're too worried about the past and what happened and they're too worried about what's going to happen tomorrow or what's going to happen three days or a year from now that they don't actually live in the present moment and enjoy the moment. And I think especially with the day and age of, you know, being stuck on your phones or especially, I don't know, I feel like it's something for, especially with the younger kids coming up, I feel like it's something that really needs to continue to be instilled because so many people are just like instant gratification or instant like, let's do this, let's do that, but they're not actually being present. 1,000%. I guess we shall see how things pan out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think that's also living in fear too. It's like 
you're, yeah. you're worried. And that's what I tell my clients is like, fear is you believing that it's not actually possible. So you have to have it now. And that's what's connecting that instant gratification, you know, and we're all used to Amazon, like get on, order it, get it right away. And I think that's training us to have bad habits. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Even like the other day I waited, I had to wait 10 days for something um, that I ordered from, obviously not from Amazon. Um, And I was like, wait, what happened to it arriving the next day? Just because we're so (laughs) used to those things, you know, and then you kind of forget, you go, actually, small businesses don't really operate that way. It's like still the regular postal system and it's a 4th of July holiday, you know, so it's kind of like, you just got to wait it out. It's, yeah, it was a very interesting, like, aha moment. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you're already doing this, but what would you do for the rest of your life if money was no object? Yeah, I think I'd still be doing what I'm doing now. It, literally lights me up so much I love that I love that what is the what do you feel like is the is there one particular part that lights you up the most or is it just overall everything you know I've realized even though I teach about business like that's my expertise right like that's my expertise is how to get sales how to grow your business that's what comes natural to me it's something I know it's something that's in my natal chart, something that's in my human design. Like it just comes natural to me. But what I notice is doing the deep shadow work, doing the deep inner work, the, you know, the not so sexy thoughts and patterns that we repeat in our head. Like that's really what I love helping people move past. And everything that we attract or don't attract in our lives has to do with our belief system with what we're operating off of with that shadow work. And that's where I find the, that's where it's most fun for me. Mm, I love that. Let's talk about shadow work a little bit. What does it mean? And how do you, how do you move through it? Shadow work is taking the not so fun portions of your life or of your personality, the things that aren't the sexiest, like, for instance, the situation that I was in with my son, you know, where he was in and out of hospitals and, you know, it was a really tough time. And it's instead of doing what society tells us to do, which is like shove it down, keep moving, pretend it's not happening. It's actually facing it and addressing it and facing what's coming about, what's the lesson out of it, what emotions are surfacing for you to move through those versus trying to ignore it and pretend that it's not happening or bothering you. So it's really taking a deep dive into the stuff that most of us tend to want to bypass. Thank you, Holly, for that noise. My dog does the same thing. I know she's been, I don't know if you could hear her before. She's been jumping at me the whole time. (laughs) Uh, Can you please, excuse me. Thank you. Um, (laughs) So what would you say to someone who doesn't really know where to start? They're kind of, you know, maybe struggling with something. They're looking for something new in their life. Like, what would you suggest to them? Um, The biggest thing, and this is not a sales pitch, but we cannot see our own bullshit. So if you have someone in your family, you have a therapist, 
or you can hire a coach, someone that's going to see the information for what it is versus what your brain is making it out to be. I feel like that's the fastest and easiest way. For me, it's been the most impactful. I have a business coach and I also have a mindset coach. And the reason being is because I know I can't see my own bullshit. But if you're not at that phase yet, what I highly, highly recommend is grabbing a journal and asking yourself questions like, what is the emotion coming up for me? Why is this coming up? What is the situation? What am I making the situation mean? What do I feel that this means about me? And just really trying to take a deep dive into the stuff that's really surfacing for you. Amazing. Amazing. So beautiful. Hmm. If you could sit down with anyone passed on or alive and gain wisdom or share inspiration from, who would it be? Hmm. You know, I don't really put people on a pedestal, but I would really love to sit with someone from the Aztec or Egyptian cultures to, I mean, I feel like they were so ahead of their time. They were so ahead of their time to learn about the concepts, the beliefs, and all of the things that, you know, that they uncovered. I think that'd be really interesting. That would be so cool. That would be so cool. We have so many different answers, um, but that was, I feel like that was the best answer yet. (laughs) That was awesome. I mean, the other day we had, you know, we've had Meghan Markle, we've had Harry Potter, um, Oprah, all kinds of different answers. Um, But I think like that was, that was awesome. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I would probably say like someone from Atlantis or something you know around that, that time um i definitely feel like i had multiple past lives in atlantis so i feel like that would be that would be fun be awesome. oh my gosh have you done past life regression i have not i had a couple of friends tell me some past lives because they do past life work um but i didn't actually have like a full-on past life regression have you done it Oh my God. Yes. And it's actually something that I do with my clients because it makes such an impact in who we are now. But, Mm -hmm. um, I've gone under twice in past life regression. The first life that I lived or re-encountered was I was a, um, cattle farmer. I was very successful. Yeah. I was a male, made lots of money. Um, and then the second one that I went even further back, um, and this is through hypnosis because I've experienced multiple past lives through plant medicine as well. But the second one was, I was a Pharaoh in Egypt. Ah, there you go. That's that, that's that connection. (laughs) Yeah. It's so crazy though, because when I came out of the hypnosis, I remembered when the Egyptian thing came up, I remembered when I was little, I was obsessed with Egypt. Like I was literally obsessed to the point where my uncle, the one who taught me about manifestation, went and bought me this like model of the pyramids and the workers and the, you know, just everything. And I played with that thing every single day. Wow. That is that is awesome yeah i feel like past life regression is so so important to exactly figuring out who you are right now 
Um, like for me, for example, I was, I'm a, I'm a somewhat dancer in this current life. I don't dance that much anymore, but I did for a long, long time. Um, and in a past life, um, I kind of discovered that that was where my love of ballroom dance came from, was from a past life that I had lived in Argentina um, oh. and being a ballroom dancer back when, you know, Latin and ballroom dance started on the streets back wow. very, very, very early on, like over 100 years ago. Um, and then I've also had, you know, crazy experiences with, you know, feeling like I was, in Atlantis and some kind of high priestess in Atlantis and wow you know then Lumeria and multiple past lives in England <laughs> but That's yeah I feel like yeah. it really gives us a basis to understand who we are yeah because I feel like for people that don't you know and I always say this to people for people that don't know where to start with spirituality or people that don't really you know because I feel like this is one thing I feel like a lot of people do a lot of people associate like ghosts and that whole like space with like past lives that's what I find um so I often say to people like no that's two completely different things that are in the same space you know um but knowing and understanding your past lives can so move you forward in this life you know even for my own experience with moving to the US um, and going through that what I like to say tumultuous time (laughs) of trying to get a visa um, in order to get here I realized that a lot of the things that happened which I won't go into but a lot of the I guess tough times was in relation to a past life and a past life karmic energy that I was trying to reshuffle and, and remove. And I think that, you know, we see it in relationships all the time as well um, with people that, you know, whether it be a friendship or a romantic connection, um, you know, I feel like we've all been there. Yeah. It's so interesting because I even had recently, a few months ago, my husband had an ailment in his body and mm. I reached out to, um, my psychic that I work with and I was like hey I need you to see what's going on in his body because this isn't something that the doctor is seeing so I knew it had to be emotional Mm -hmm. and so she comes back to me and she's like I tapped into his energy and she was like this is karma from a past life and she gave me the whole rundown of what happened and I was like oh my gosh this fits so much with what he was dealing with at the time I was like this definitely and I you know obviously I didn't give her as many details I just said hey he's got this ailment here I need you to check in and so I mean I just feel like I'm fascinated by past lives energy mediumship all of the things I feel like it's so amazing like you know even a friend of mine a couple of months back um because my mom does like mediumship and she's a psychic and all these things and she's a coach too but um a friend of mine was like really struggling with like muscle movement and like achy muscles and stuff like that. And um, I asked her about it and she was like, yeah, it's, it's stemming from a past life. Like he was stabbed in the back in a past life by, you know, in like a tribal era or something um, like that. And it was really crazy because he was in this life experiencing like lower back pain. So it was yeah. like super interesting to kind of like connect the dots. And I, I, I find it like a puzzle. Like you're yeah. just like, let's connect the dots. Like <laughs> it's so fun. It's almost, 
<laughs> I, I find it so much fun that I actually created a show around it, around, oh Scar- around past life and past life regression. It's called Scars um, and hopefully it'll be out, you know, in the next couple of years. But um, yeah, around like, yeah, past life situations and karmic relationships. That's amazing. I, yeah, I feel like I'm so fascinated. There's so much that hits you like an aha moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So for anyone out there who has not done a past life regression, <laughs> I hope this has inspired you to go and do one. Um, yeah. Or at the very least, even if you're not into the woo-woo stuff like Yolanda and I, um, even at the very least, to figure out how you can navigate this life more like at the very least, because that I feel like, like you were just saying, you use it with your clients. I feel like, you know, super spiritual or not, it's still very powerful to figure Mm -hmm. out how you can continue to navigate your life now, because you could be on a completely wrong path and not know at all. And that's actually, I think we could talk about. Yeah. I had a client one time that came to me. um, She now makes 10 to 15 K cash months when she came to me, it was, I think last year. And, um, so we worked together for six months and she came to me and she told me, Yolanda, I have never had a successful business. She was like, I've tried eight different businesses, eight. She was like, never once have I sold anything in any of them. She kept bouncing to business, to business, to business, thinking that it was what she was selling or what she was doing that wasn't creating the result for her. And I did a past life regression for her and she found out a few things about herself in the past and she came out of it and she was like, I know what I need to do now. And she went and implemented it, created a completely brand new business out of it. And her first month, she made $2,500. Immediately after that, she started hitting 5K. Holly, Holly, one second, sorry, and we're back. (laughs) So she immediately started making, oh, she started making tons of money immediately and it was easy versus her trying to you know, fit a square peg in a round hole with these other businesses that she was doing to just make money. Mm, I feel like that's, yeah, because so many people do it, like do different businesses or bounce or whatever just to quote unquote make money. Um, You know, sometimes whether they're passionate about it or not, but I genuinely feel like it's, you know, when you, like we're just saying, when you figure out what it is you're meant to be doing and the right path that you're supposed to be on, everything falls into line one way or another, whether it's, you know, the man of your dreams or the woman of your dreams or, you know, the dream career partnership or whatever it is. Um, Whenever you're on the right path, I feel like everything eventually kind of falls into place. Yes. So true. Mm, Amazing. Is there anything else that you want to share about your business, the way things work or anything in general that you want to discuss? Um, I think I just would like to leave everyone with this thought is when you are on your deathbed, (laughs) when you're in the future, Mm. 
are you going to look back and be grateful for everything that you did, for all of the chances that you took, for honoring you, for leaving fear behind? Or are you going to look back and are you going to think, man, I wish I would have done this. I wish I wasn't too scared to do this. And I know that that sounds really dark, but I feel like it puts things into perspective for us because again, I feel like so many people are holding themselves back. Um, so pursue the dream, you know, change careers, uh, do whatever it is that lights you up. And if you're looking for help and you're looking for guidance, I would love to be that for you. So what for people that aren't familiar with your offerings, what offerings do you, are you offering right now in this time? So right now I have uh, working with me one-on-one -on -one, and that's where we meet once a week. You also have access to me in between calls, but we're just really diving deep and reprogramming your subconscious mind and putting you on the path that actually feels good versus what you're settling for. And then I have a program called the Fearless Soulpreneur, which is for people who may have a business idea or may want to start a business or are even in the beginning stages of their business. And it's they want the foundation that's going to take them to successful, high earning months. Um, and yeah, and then you have access to me in that you have recordings to all of the knowledge, but also a weekly call with me. Amazing. Amazing. Guys, get on it. Get on it. I would say that. Um, beautiful. Well, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you. Um, Same here. It's been, it's been so nice. And I think it's always nice to have conscious conversations. I feel like, especially in the world of what 2020 was, um, a lot of those things were not happening. Um, it was actually so nice that that didn't even come up in this conversation. I feel like everyone's conversation of recently has been, you know, somewhat related to, to COVID. Um, mm. But it was nice to kind of have a conversation. We got all the way to the end without having, um, <laughs> without mentioning it. Um, here we go. But um, yeah, I feel like it's definitely um, been challenging for a lot of people. So I feel like everyone's starting to find that, not everyone, but a lot of people are starting to find their groove now and starting to kind of, you know, get back into the flow of life. Yeah, definitely. And I think if anything, COVID saw, COVID allowed us to see that what once so many people thought was the steady stream of income, the safe path of working for someone else, in fact, was the path that gave you the least control, you know, and people who worked for themselves online, you know, we, we were thriving during that time. So I think that's just another testament to um, what you believe about yourself as well as um, what you're creating for yourself. Mm, amazing, amazing. Um, and the final question, how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, um, I'm on Instagram as at Manifest Mad Money. You can find my podcast, Manifest Mad Money, or you can connect with me through my website, manifestmadmoney.com. Amazing, amazing, guys. We'll go and go and check her out. She is amazing. Um, and thank you so much for being here. It's been an absolute pleasure, and I look forward to doing this again soon. Thank you so much. I had so much fun. Yay.